0: If you would turn, please, to 2 uh, Corinthians, the 6th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Like we said, if you weren't with us last night, I encourage you to get the CD, the DVD, download. Uh, the Lord really helped us in uh, getting to some things. I knew and I had a direction but I didn't know half of what we already found out last night. <laughs> so uh, this is the week of increase. God's the God of increase. His will and His plan is increase. But uh, we're emphasizing that which is the beginning of increase in our life. In Second Corinthians, the 6th chapter and the 11th verse, he said, O you Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. Verse 12, You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels, your insides. Verse 13, Now for a recompense in the same I speak As unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be enlarged how? In your heart. Your heart be enlarged. The word straightened, that he said they were straightened in their insides. It means uh, narrow. It means hemmed in. It's, It's translated restricted. I think you could use the word choked. Your heart can be narrow and restricted or it can be opened up wide and it can be enlarged so that it is capable of an even wider reception than before. Now, uh, I tell you, before we look at anything else, go to uh, Ephesians. We saw this last night. Ephesians 3 and 16, he's praying. He said that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now, the word heart, if you look it up, he said that your heart be enlarged, and man, you'll find the term heart in the Hebrew and Greek, I don't know, a thousand times in the Bible. It's all over the place. It, is, it does not, the vast majority of times, does not refer to a blood pump heart. It's actually, the Greek is associated with the Latin core, core. Well, you know what the heart of an oak tree is, is the core. Or the heart of a melon is the core. Well, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about being enlarged. And this passage, and also Peter talks about the inner man, the hidden man of the heart. And here he says that God would strengthen you with might by his spirit, where? In the the inner man. And then he describes the purpose for this strengthening and why you need this strengthening of your inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend And comprehend has to do with with embracing and receiving, laying hold of and receiving with the saints, all the saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height, verse 19, and to know, that word means experience, the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. God is love, and if you are able to comprehend, embrace, receive the fullness of the height and depth and length, the entirety of the love of God, you receive God. He is love. That's who he is. That's what he is, and that's why it ended up by saying that you might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. Now if this wasn't in the scriptures. We'd have a hard time believing it. Because God. Is big. He is vast. Beyond what we've grasped. With our mind. How could we be filled. With all. A-L-L. The fullness of God. Well, you'd have to enlarge. (laughs) And that's why he prayed that back up again to what is it? Verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. That's how he meets all of your needs. According to his riches in glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That strengthening of your spirit enables you to enlarge, to receive all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Do we believe the Bible? No matter if we understand it all or we don't, or if we see how it can be, or if we don't see how, we believe it anyway. Right? I know Brother Hagen, Kenneth Hagen Sr. said as as a boy, he could not figure out how a brown cow could eat green grass and give white milk, churn it and make yellow butter. But all the while he's trying to figure it out, he's enjoying the milk. And the butter. You can enjoy things and receive things you don't understand at all. And what we're dealing with now involves that. You just have to receive some of these things by faith and know if the Lord said it, he knew what he was talking about. And he's right. And if you don't see how, well, that doesn't mean it can't be. (laughs) People say it like it's a limiting factor. Well, I just don't see how. Well, honey, there's a lot of things you don't see. (laughs) Just because you don't see it don't mean it can't be. (laughs) And one part of being a believer is you've got to learn right off the bat that what he says is right whether it seems to make sense to you or doesn't, it makes sense it's just your perspective may be so ignorant that you're not relating I know numerous things in my life Uh, I already can see that just in walking with him for a few years do you know there's some questions that three and four year olds can ask that you just really can't answer them you could answer them You could talk to them for an hour and they wouldn't know any more after you got through right? than when you started because they just don't have the development and the reference to understand what you're talking about. Well, what about us? Been alive for a few decades and God's been around how long? There's been questions that I asked the Lord sincerely thought I needed to answer that afternoon. Prayed with everything I knew how to pray and I didn't get any response that I knew of. And 15 years later, he starts talking to me about it like I had asked the question five minutes ago. I had to remind myself, yeah, I did ask that question 15 years ago. But then as he began to minister to me about it, I saw why he couldn't answer me till now. I couldn't understand it till now. I had to grow and learn some things to even know what he was talking to me about. So as we went into some last night, when we were born again, there's a reason why we weren't just healed spiritually when we were born again. When we were born again, we were recreated. All things are passed away. Behold all things have become new why? Because the old spirit, the old man was incapable of receiving all the fullness of God. Incapable, impossible. But even though we have not embraced the fullness of God, we have the capacity right now to enlarge, 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 enlarge inside to the receiving of all the fullness of God. Come on, read it again. I didn't write this scripture. didn't Read it again. What did he say? Verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know and experience the love of God which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Is it possible for you to be filled with all the fullness of God? It says so. Now, for that to happen, we've got to enlarge. Our heart has to enlarge. I'm reminded something that uh, I heard others quote Brother Smith Wigglesworth saying about himself. Those that knew him, and those that quoted him said, he said, oftentimes, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside yeah. than I am on the outside. He was aware of that, wasn't he? Of how much bigger on the inside he was. God is vast. But we're created in his likeness and image. And even we're, though we're in the early stages of our development, when he calls us his little children, that's not a figure of speech. What this, this whole life that's happening right now is the briefest thing we'll ever do. This is training wheels. And he left us some curse and demons to practice on. Learn how to use our faith. I'm serious. We, we're in primer 101. But we're being groomed. To rule and reign with him. In his eternal kingdom. That shall rule over all. Forever. We're going to be over cities. Cities that will last forever. And the Bible says the world doesn't know us right now. They don't know who we are. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But when he appears, we're going to shout because we're going to be like him. We're going to look at him and go, we're like you." He's going to say, "I, I told you. I told you you were. Come on. But our development doesn't begin after this life. It begins at the new birth, and he's telling them, "Be enlarged. Go back to that passage, Second Corinthians six. He's saying, "Be enlarged." Why would they need to be enlarged? Now there's numerous things going on in this passage, but but don't narrow it. Let it be as big as it is. Look in the, uh, put up for us, if you would, verse 11. In the, uh, do we have the Weymouth's translation? I can read it if we don't have it. Oh, good deal. Our lips are unsealed to you. Our heart is what? Expanded. And that's what that word means. It it means widened. What's expanded? Our heart. Is expanded. Verse 12. There is no narrowness. In our love to you. The narrowness. Is in your own feelings. Of course I don't know. Feelings is the best word. He he talked about their, their inside. So it's more than just their feelings. But narrowness. Verse 13. In just requital I speak as to my children. Let your hearts expand. Also. What's the Spirit of God saying through Paul? Can you hear it? What's he saying? Stop resisting this. Stop holding this narrowness and tightness. Let me open you up. Let your heart open up. Why? Because you can't receive what I've got for you through that little three by five opening. The plan won't fit through there. The revelation can't get through that little crack. It's too big. The anointing. We know the Lord wants us to have more. We know he wants to increase us in every good thing. Especially in ministry and in our churches and our outreach and our scope and our influence. The main thing we need is not money. He was why? I think it is. You're wrong. No. It's the spiritual part of it. It's the God part of it. Because once you get it in here, and you can see it in here, and you've received it in here, it's going to happen. Yes. Out here, the rest of it will come. Yes. But if you can't get it in here, you'll never be able to work hard enough or raise enough money or inspire enough people. You're not enough in your own thinking and reasoning and charisma and anything else. You can't do it, I can't do it, but he can do it through us. Yes. But before he can get, do it through us, he's got to get it into us. Yes, and before he can get it into us, he's got to open us up. Our heart must expand. We talked about some characteristics of a narrow, restricted heart. Two big characteristics of, of a narrow heart. Are fearfulness and selfishness. And and fearfulness, fear is the opposite of faith, selfishness, the opposite of love. And if you're too narrow in your spirit, you live in your own little world, and you can't see how it can be, how it can be any better, how it could get any bigger. You just, you can't see it because all you can think about is your light bill and your toe hurts. (laughs) And somebody was ugly to you and it made you feel bad. And how many people live in this little narrow, their world? And are oblivious to the bigger picture. You and I are here, but for a moment. All the other heroes of faith that you read about in Hebrews 11 and so many after them, they've come, they've served, they're gone. In a few days, we're out of here. But for the time being, right now, we are on the front line. We are on the cutting edge. We're in the earth where it's happening. And there are millions of people who don't know God and don't want to know him and don't care. He needs us. We're his body, we're his hands, we're his feet. He needs us. But he doesn't need us with our little rinky-dink tiny thinking. He needs us to open up to his plan and his way and his will. And it takes the strengthening of the inner man by the Holy Spirit to allow this enlargement. And this expansion. Somebody say so be it. So be it. So be it. Look in First Kings 4. Well I'm moving too fast. Let's read the message version. Of Second Corinthians 6. Before we go there. It says it like this. Dear dear Corinthians. I can't tell you how much I long for you. To enter. This wide open. Spacious. Life. Verse 12. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. People think, "I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this little hole, in this little place, and these little people, and this little..." Pe- uh, ah, no. That smallness is not coming from the outside. And it's not those folk that's holding you down and holding you back. Remember what God told Joshua? No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Is he the same God today? Yes. Mm-mm. I can't get up because of them. We can't go forward because of that. We can't do this because well, why won't my people get on board? My people won't work. Why in the world would you say such an awful thing? We're faith confession people. No. When you feel like you're choked. And and things are against you. And holding you down. And holding you back. That narrowness is on the inside. And before it's going to break out. And open up. And expand on the outside. It's got to open up in here. In here. Yeah, yeah. Your heart's got to expand. Your heart's got to enlarge. Glory to God. This happens on your bed in the nighttime. This happens in the floor, you praying in your kitchen. Anybody with me? This happens. You riding down the road and God starts talking to you. And you can tell things just open up and you just the blinders come off. And people might not have seen what happened on the outside, but there was just major breakthrough just occurred. It'll follow through in the days and weeks to come. People will see things happen outside, but it didn't happen there first. It happened inside. That's where it started. And this is not just about ministry. This is everything in your personal life. Same thing. Everybody, every situation. In uh, 1 Kings 429 we read this last night. I want to read it again. They'll put it up on the screen. I didn't I didn't finish reading. 2 Corinthians 6. I'm too excited. <laughs> I keep missing my scriptures. <laughs> Let's finish reading our scriptures. Message translation verse 11. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you your lives aren't small but you're living them in a small way we did not have a small new birth we didn't receive a small Holy Spirit we don't have a small name of Jesus he's not the smaller one (laughs) he's the great. Greater, greater one greater one but even though you got the greater one in you you can live small millions of believers are proving it you can live tiny with the almighty inside because even though you have the capacity It's up to us. Can you see when he's telling them. Well, Let's finish reading it. The spirit of God through him is pleading with them. So they are not victims of narrowness forced upon them. You can tell from the reading of this. They could have already opened up. And they can open up at any time. And he's charging them. Do it. Your lives aren't small. But you're living them in a small way. Verse 13. I'm speaking as plainly as I can. And with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly. And expansively. Live large. Live big. You can tell. There's such a tiny revelation of God. Because people they, they they get ready to throw rocks at us because we tell them not only would God pay your electric bill, he'd give you a new house and they, and they go ah, ah,
1: ah.
0: I just don't know' about all that. Yes, God'll heal you, He'll heal you, put new organs in you, yeah. dial back the clock and renew your youth look at you like oh that's just extreme that's extreme is it so extreme as amazing and big as God is or are they just so narrow narrow we should not still be fussing about will God heal you I mean think about it he's at the scourging post taking stripes Taking our sicknesses and pains, and people are looking him in the eye and say, "Do you want me to be healed?" It's like, "Why is he there? What's he doing?" And yet, because of ignorance, because of error taught from the pulpit, there remains this, and people, people are proud of how restricted they are. In 1 Kings 4:29, we talked about Solomon. How that, when it came time for him to step into his father David's shoes and lead the nation, he felt so inadequate. He prayed earnestly and asked the Lord, "Lord, give me wisdom, give me understanding, give me what I need to lead Your people." How I many think every leader ought to pray for that and ask, the "Lord, give me what I need from You to lead these people?" And the Bible said that prayer pleased the Lord and he told him he said because you didn't ask for the life of your enemies you didn't ask for great wealth you didn't ask for a long life because you asked for this I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give it to you like no king before he's ever had and not only am I going to give you that I'm going to give you the money and I'm going to give you the victory and if you walk before me I'll give you long life He said God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and what? And what? Largeness of heart even as the sand that is on the seashore. Can you, can you close your eyes and see a sand Sandy shore that just goes on and as far as you can see off into the distance. You look the other direction, it just goes far as you can see that sand of the seashore. That's the way your heart can be. You are not limited to the dimensions of this body. We have the ability, being a new creature in Christ, for God to expand us and open us up to vastness in him. Did you notice the man who was large on the inside was the richest man on the outside. No king ever approached his wealth and his riches and the splendor and the same man got to oversee the billions of dollar project the temple Mm -hmm. the house of God is there any connection between any of this we don't need to be chasing money we don't need to be chasing people we don't need to be chasing stuff we need to get large on the inside (laughs) somebody say "So so be it so be it so be it Go to Psalms, please. Psalm 18. Obviously, this is something that we have a part in. It's not all up to God. You can see the Spirit of God through Paul urging them, open up your heart. That means they can, doesn't it? He wouldn't be pulling, to, you know, exhorting them to do something that they couldn't do that was beyond their ability. So how do we do this? How do, what's our part? Two of the most important things you could ever learn in this life is what to resist and what to yield to. And what we need to know, so many times people are, they're resisting something they ought to be yielding to and yielding to something they ought to be resisting. Like we've already mentioned, you've got good Christian people resisting healing. Resisting being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. Resisting prosperity. I mean, it's just dumb to resist prosperity. We don't believe in that. Well, yeah, then they go out and spend the best of their youth trying to make some money. But don't care about any of that. They don't believe that dumb stuff except in the pew. On Sunday morning, as soon as they get out, they try to make some money. (laughs) They go to places that tell them that healing's passed away and yeah, amen, I don't believe in all that stuff. And if they get sick, they go to the doctor. They spend all kind of money. They go through all kind of things. We're not opposed to doctors. They're fighting the same thing. It's trying to get people well. What do we yield to that allows us to expand? That allows us to enlarge. This next verse is very significant in this message. Psalm 18 and verse 35. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand has holding me up and your gentleness has made me Great. Say it out loud. Your gentleness has made me great. Say it again. Your gentleness has made me great. Look at verse 36. He goes, to the very next thing. You have enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip. Now, we already know if something's enlarging in your path and your life, it's because something already enlarged inside. And here we're given a word connected with that enlargement. Gentleness. Your gentleness has made me great. What does this mean? Your gentleness has made me great. Jesus said, come and learn of me. Didn't he? I am meek. And lowly this this word gentle means both of those words. It means meek it means it also sometimes is translated condescend. we hear that word we think of it in a negative tense, but it means to to bow down to, to go low. lowly. exactly what Jesus said. It's one word describing the two words he used to describe himself. I am meek. And lowly of heart. Your gentleness. The meekness. The lowliness of heart. Has made me great. Not what the world calls great. What God calls great. What truly is greatness. Greatness in God. Look with me in Ephesians again. The fourth chapter. Thank you, Master. said out loud, Your gentleness gentleness has made me great. great. Your gentleness gentleness has has made me great. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 29th verse. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Verse 30. And what? Grieve not not the Holy Spirit of God. Let's just stop right here. We touched on this last night. And I won't take the time to do it right now. but, But if you look in Mark Uh, and other places that we looked more than once the Bible said the master was grieved for their hardness of heart out of all the things that could have been mentioned that grieved him there weren't so many things that people might have thought and imagined but this was specified repeatedly what grieved him hardness of heart and the same spirit That he's talking about here. Was the spirit on Jesus. The spirit on us. The spirit we deal with every day. And he said don't grieve him. Keep reading. Grieve not. The Holy Spirit of God. Whereby you are sealed. Unto the day of redemption. Keep reading. Let all bitterness. And wrath. And anger. And clamor. And evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. All these are descriptions of the narrow heart. The hard heart is the narrow heart, is the restricted, choked heart. Let all, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Get rid of all this. And verse 32, and what? Here it is. Your gentleness has made me great. Be ye kind one to another. What? Tender hearted. The tender heart is the flexible, able to expand, able to enlarge heart. Be kind one to another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake has forgiven you friends there's reason and many reasons why the new testament commandment is love it's because failure to love and failure to forgive chokes you narrows you hardens you stops you from your progress in god Makes you incapable of becoming more and becoming greater and receiving the plan and receiving the anointing and the supply of the spirit and the further grace giftings and all that's involved. Makes you incapable of seeing what can be. Of your hope and your vision expanding and you taking the bold, fearless steps of faith that causes God to bring the people into your path and the divine connections and one thing leads to another leads to another until this thing has blossomed. This thing has become great. And the devil knows if he can get you hurt, he can get you bitter. He can get you upset, and mad, and unforgiving. He don't have to be concerned about you. It don't matter what kind of calls on your life. It don't matter what kind of anointing God's trying to get to you. It don't matter what kind of huge vision or plan or what kind of provision He. You can't receive it. So you're no threat to Him. So is it any wonder why he works on this 24-7 whispering to you about them whispering to them about you trying to turn every little nothing into some big something so that people are chafed and upset and angry and mad and upset and so much of it there's nothing to it's just fabrication it's just junk but it doesn't matter if the anger and bitterness is real Whether it's because of something real or imagined, it has the same effect on you. That you are hardened and narrowed and choked. Does that make you want to break out? Let's read it again. Back up. Verse 29. How are we going to expand? How are we going to enlarge? We've got to know what to resist And what to yield to. Got to stop yielding to the wrong things. Here's a list. In this passage. Of what to stop yielding to isn't it. Let no corrupt communication. Proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace to the hearers. Let, Let me jump ahead a little bit. And then back up. When you talk about being tender hearted. And you talk about being sensitive to, to so many Christians, word and faith people. It's a completely wrong mindset. I'm talking about out of phase, 180 degrees. Mindset. Because to many, the idea of being tenderhearted and being gentle means being sensitive To how everything affects me. (laughs) And that is the exact opposite. Of what he told us. No. Love. Doesn't even keep up with the wrong. Doesn't seek its own. Love is not. I'm talking about the love of God. Is not thin skinned. Love is impervious, doesn't even consider how things might affect me negatively. The tender hearted means I'm aware of what's affecting you, which means I don't just talk to say what I want to say. I don't just talk to express myself in how I feel at the moment or what I think or what I've observed or what I want you to know. My words are to be measured and designed and spoken on purpose to build you up. Come on, can you see this? Now, what are, what are we talking about? We are talking about the kind of thing that causes you to be expandable, enables you to enlarge on the inside. Because when you're talking about developing in the love of God, that's who and what God is. When you're developing in Him, remember our, our, our text? The height, the depth, the breadth. You begin to open up into the vastness of God when you begin to develop in love. But we've got to get our minds renewed because when people hear the love of God, they think, Yeah, we need to walk in love. I know I could do better. <laughs> that will get you nowhere. Nowhere. You got to be specific about what to resist. And what to yield to. Let's look at our list. Keep going. What's the first one here? Don't let anything come out of your mouth. That'll hurt somebody. How many think that'll keep you busy? Occupied. <laughs> 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 all day and all night. <laughs> because many times people. If they think it. They say it. If they feel it. They say it. And then they look at people. And see how it affects them. and go. Oh. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean for that to bother you. What? You should have thought of that before you pull the trigger.
1: <laughs>
0: do you want to break out from this narrowness, from this choked? This is how you do it. Yes, We're already getting into it now. How you do it. You stop thinking about how things affect me. And you get you off your mind. If you walk in love like you can, people will think you are naive and clueless. (laughs) And you just smile and let them think it. (laughs) I've had people tell me more than once. They call me over to the side and go, (laughs) we're were at one place and and some guys had said some things about me. And this guy called me over to the side he said, Brother Keith. Because I'm just smiling, looking (laughs) you know, happy. He said, don't you realize they're talking about you?
1: <laughs>
0: I said, no. <laughs> of course I knew it. I said, no. He said, yeah, they are. They did everything but call your name. <laughs> they talking about you. Why should I care? What I should care about is what the Lord knows. Yes. Yeah. Right? And what's between me and him? And am I doing what he told me to do? And is my heart clear between him and between other people? That's what I should care about. And if you are going to be thin skin, wear your feelings on your sleeve, you will always be narrow, hard, and choked. And you will live in your little world of pain. And you'll think about why they did that. Or why would they say that about me? I never did anything to them. And after all I did for them. And they may do that. That's sorry heifer. See, you're almost cussing now. Come on, let's read our list. Because here it is. It's in the list. Keep reading. Verse 30. Do what? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, can you see the other? Why would the Spirit of God be grieved? Because he wants you to be able to embrace the height and depth and he wants to fill you with all the fullness of God and he and if you're doing all this, he can't get in. He can't open up. He can't minister. That's right. You're living in pain. You're causing other people pain. Verse 31. Here's the let all bitterness and wrath and anger clamor and evil speaking be what? We've got to get it out of us. Get it away from us. Put it away from you with all math. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. Yeah, but do you know what it's doing to you? They may not have thought about you for twenty years. And here you still got an open wound. Narrowed. Restricted. Choked. Hard heart. And that kind of heart. Can't. We studied. About how that Jesus was telling them about. Warning them about the leaven of the Pharisees. And Sadducees. And because of their hardness of heart. They didn't even know what he's talking about. They're thinking about a loaf of bread. And he's talking about. Revelation and the plan of God. And. Not letting the enemy get in. Can you see what this does to you? It makes, it darkens your understanding. You're full of bitterness. You're crying your eyes out over somebody hurt you and somebody did this and that. And you don't realize what's going on. You go to church for service and you don't get it. Because of your hardness and your dullness, it just goes right past you and goes right over you. And you think, what happened to this church? (laughs) This used to be a Holy Ghost place. Just dead as can be now. (laughs) What did the message say? That narrowness of feeling is coming from inside you. Read the list again. What do we put away? Put away. bitterness. Bitterness. Bitterness sourness. You can see bitterness on people's faces. It's like they ate something sour. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Try to tell them about some good thing the Lord just did for you and they go, oh, that's great. (laughs) Just having no fun at all. And think that it's all this stuff out here and all these people that are not doing right that are holding them down and choking them in but it's not no, no. the narrowness is on no, the inside oh friend you don't have to wait for anybody to make anything right with you or call you or apologize or send you any money or do it. you don't have to wait for anything it can break out right here in your chair tonight you can break out Break out, break open wide. Come on, are you listening? Let it all go. Get rid of that bitterness and anger and unforgiveness and junk and get free. 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 What if they said something? What if they did something? The first time it happened. It's just happening all over the planet. We were talking about a quote, Phyllis and there the other day, that we heard uh, from uh, Brother Lester Summerall before he went home. You know, he'd us Sometimes he said, other people's heads. There's no place for me to look for my happiness. <laughs> other people's heads. Heads. There's no place for me to look for my happiness. I don't need to ask you and check with you if I'm happy or not. <laughs> I get you to tell me if I'm doing good enough to be happy. mm -mm. So many are in so much pain and so much anger and resentment and, and, and just wasting precious days out of their life. Going weeks and months in this awful stigma and condition when you could be free. Make up your mind. You're not going to let the devil, you're not going to let any crazy people, you're not going to let your own past and mistakes and sins. If God is everything and he says he is, if the blood is everything that it is, then I can be free, free, free. I can be free right now. And friend, when you start resisting, because it'll try to come back thoughts and feelings and memories and suggestions and, and if you see somebody, that old feeling can just jump all over you. Even though you're a child of God and talked in tongues that morning. Don't say, oh I lost my salvation. I don't feel like I'm even saved. And just, don't, don't do all that stuff. It's just a feeling. It's just a temptation. Do you know what to do with it? Resist it. Resist it. Don't give place to it. Don't yield to it. Don't let yourself think about it. Don't let yourself talk about it. Don't let yourself dwell on what you think. Resist it. Get your mind on something else because you got plenty to thank God for. All the things he's doing, get your mind on that. Start thanking God for that. Because you cannot afford to let that choke you. Keep you from being able to receive all that God has for you. Said out loud, His gentleness, His gentleness. Has, made has made me great. Oh, say it again. His gentleness, His gentleness. Has, made has made me great. Let's finish reading this passage again. He said, Put away all those things, verse 32, and do what? Be kind, Be kind one to another, one to another yes. if you feel like it. No. No. Why would I say that? Can you be kind if you don't feel like being kind? Yes, Yes, you can. Spiritual people do. This is not based on feelings. It's a choice. It's a decision. Be kind one to another. Why? Think about it. You're not thinking about what they're saying and doing, how it's affecting you. You're thinking about how things are affecting them. And it makes you tender hearted. Now. Being tender hearted. Doesn't mean. You cry. In sorrow and hopelessness. At the drop of a hat. That's being faithless. But it means. You are letting the spirit of Christ. Live big in you. And he is touched. With the feelings. Of our infirmities, he has the capacity of being touched with all the feelings of all the infirmities of every one of his children on the planet, simultaneously. And yet, he does not clutch his chest and go, oh, "I can't stand it!" and fall off the throne and cry. <laughs> that idea of tender hearted is not what the Bible's talking about that's being weak that's being faithless and hopeless being tender hearted means you're not hard hearted you're not oblivious and untouched one of the first indications or excuse me examples of, of hard heartedness is when Cain killed his brother and the Lord comes and asks him Where's your brother? And you hear hardness so far. What did he say? How do I know? Am I my brother's keeper? Not my problem. He's the one who killed him. Not my problem. Well, I've had to harden myself so this all doesn't bother me and get to me. We're not talking about how things affect you. We're talking about you being aware of how things affect others. Round about you. I know that sounds simple and I've said it three or four times. But it's one of the most important things you could get tonight. The tender hearted doesn't mean sensitive about what's happening to me. It's being tender hearted and aware of what's happening to people around about you. And being touched with the feeling of their infirmities. But responding with faith. Yeah, amen. You know they're hurting. And you care. But you're not going to cry hopelessly about it. Mm. You know there's a God. You know there's a healer. Yeah. You know there's a deliverer. You know there's a provider.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I want you to think about this. Jesus. When Lazarus died. And they told him. He didn't go. He waited for days. And then he said, Let's go. And they didn't understand it. And he said, I'm glad I wasn't there because, you know, now you can believe. So he already has some revelation of what's going to happen when he gets there because he's talking about it. And tells them, If you'll believe, you'll see the glory of God. So he, he knows. Somebody said, Well, he's God. He knew everything. Well, no, he's God, but he laid it aside. He's operating as a man, mm-hmm. operating in revelation and by the Spirit. But even though he knows this and he he has direction in why he was sent and he has at least some idea of what's about to happen, he cries. Remember that? When he sees the family weeping, one of the shortest scriptures in the New Testament, Jesus wept. He wept and, and his weeping moved even people that didn't believe in him. They remarked and said, look how he loved him. And wonder why he didn't come. Maybe he could have kept him from dying. If you already have an inkling of a resurrection, why would you weep? Tender hearted. Somebody say tender hearted. Say it again, tender hearted. We're not talking about crying Because your feelings are hurt. Crying about how something affected you or your emotions. We're talking about being touched with the feelings of people's infirmities. Being touched with situations round about us. And being soft. Inside. Tender. Inside. This is a key, huge key. To the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Remember the scripture? Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. See, this flows together. I remember Phyllis and I were in a meeting. She'll remember this numerous, decades ago. And a, a woman got up at the end of the service, began to move in the in the spirit. Outstanding word of knowledge. Very detailed and powerful. And she stopped and explained a little bit. She said, people might ask, yeah, how does that work? She said, I don't know anything about what I'm about to say. But I just pray before the service and then at at the service I'm looking out over the crowd and somebody will just stand out to me and the love of God will just go to them. And my heart will just go out to them and I won't know anything about what's wrong or what they need, but I'll just say, can I minister to you? And then as they respond, revelation comes. And as she begins to endeavor, see it's all by faith, but the faith works by the love. And somebody said, I'd like to have that kind of thing happen. you got to be big enough inside to receive it and let it flow through you. And can you see the trick of the devil? If you're sitting there mad about what something happened to you and something that didn't happen to you, you're not even open to it. You're not able to be used. Because you're not thinking about them. You're so upset about you. I know I've said it ten different ways, but it's a trick of the devil. Yeah. let us We're not ignorant of his devices. Let's shut him down. Yeah. In this department. And stop letting him choke us up. Yeah. And harden us and narrow us down. Let's be aware of what he's doing. He's not just trying to make you miserable. He's trying to prevent you from being usable. It's bigger than. Than your personal feelings. Be kind, somebody say kind. 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 Be kind. One to another. What? Tender. Somebody say tender. Tender. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Right? Read it out loud. Be kind. One to another. Let's read it together. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. This is how you begin to enlarge, how you begin to expand. Why? Because this is the love of God flowing in you and through you to others. And you and I have the capacity to open up to the point where we can embrace the entire length, breadth, depth, and height of the love of God. And that is all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet everybody. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh thank you Lord. 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 Lord.